0: So in 1981, Milton Bradley put out this board game that I think it was way ahead of its time. It uh, had this electronic tower in the center of the board, had lights and everything, and it was kind of something that that most people uh, probably hadn't seen uh, in a board game. Uh, It was, uh, of course, Dark Tower. Uh, It's one of those games that years later... All of us that have aged and and, and and have become part of this board game hobby uh, went back, and it's kind of like, a, it was a grail game for, for some, it still is a grail, grail game for some collectors of board games. Uh, now, uh, a few years ago, uh, Restoration Games got the license and, and, and put out a, an updated version of, uh, of Dark Tower called Return to Dark Tower. Uh, it did phenomenally well on Kickstarter, um, and it's currently in retail, but now... I'm excited to show off and to talk to Chris O'Neill from Ninth Level Games about Return to Dark Tower fantasy role-playing. So they're putting out an RPG based on this board game, which is super, super cool. It's currently on Kickstarter. It's rocking... Uh, It's got, uh, as you can see from here, it's got like 27 days of this recording. It's already over $68,000 worth of funding, which is super cool. We're going to talk about Chris. We're going to talk about Return to Dark Tower, fantasy role-playing, all sorts of stuff uh, with ninth-level games. Stick around. It's going to be fun. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Victory Condition Gaming. My name is Doug. Today on the show, we're talking Return to Dark Tower the uh, fantasy role-playing game from Ninth Level Games based on the popular uh, board game uh, that uh, Restoration Games just put out uh, recently. Uh, it was fairly successful on Kickstarter. With uh, I'm going to remind folks that if you are a fan of uh, Return to Dark Tower and the Dark Tower series, and if you're just a fan of Chris O'Neill and Ninth Level Games, please hit that like button down below. Uh, that helps uh, raise awareness of this video, and if you're coming across our content for the very first time, uh, I'd appreciate it if you hit that subscribe button. Uh, That way you can be a part of our VCG community. We love to showcase all sorts of uh, RPGs and uh, board game, tabletop games, and just amazing creators and products that uh, are put out in this tabletop industry. So without further ado, let's just bring on the person that you're here to see. And that, of course, is the one and only Chris O'Neill. From Ninth Level Games, Chris. Hi, Doug. Thanks I for coming back. on. I got myself out of the stream, and I got it's back. all good, my friend. It's all good. I was I was trying to hype you up, and then all of a sudden, I'm like Chris, Chris gets out. Disappeared. Uh, Disappeared. It's all good. It's all good. Thank you for uh, for coming on and and uh, talking about your your latest project there at Ninth Level. I think the last time we had you on, you were talking about mazes.
1: Last time we were talking about
0: mazes. Yep, uh, and then, literally the the hardcover books are finally in a truck
1: um traveling to our fulfillment center to be shipped out to people and as of next week people will actually have them in their hands so
0: very cool excellent very exciting exciting. that was a very successful kickstarter for you and uh, it's nice to see uh that finally get to in in you know at retail and and in people's hands and and uh you know it's uh just nothing but really great things over there at ninth level that you guys are going to have
1: a really long um Road with uh, with with mazes, yeah. Um, and uh, I'm very excited about that, and I think that Return of Dark Tower is going to help that um, because Return to Dark Tower is um, compatible uh, with mm-hmm. um, you don't need mazes to play it. Um, it it's a completely standalone game, but um, the core of the games are the same, and characters made for mazes can be played in the Dark Tower game.
0: Okay. And some of the
1: characters you make in May in Returning Our
0: Tower could be used in uh, Mesa's game. I love that. I love that. Well, c- congratulations so far on on the funding for for this game. Um, it's Thank like you. I said, you're you're pretty close to 800 backers. I mean, you just just launched it yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, two
1: two two, two days ago. two days ago two days ago. We just passed 48. Um, uh, we started on Tuesday. Um, the our next stretch goal. We've already you know passed a whole bunch of stretch goals. Um, yep uh the uh the next stretch goal is for um i, I don't remember uh, <laughs> we've been I blowing think,
0: through them so fast that it's hard to keep up I'm sure, uh, yeah. i think we're including uh
1: the haggle die uh, maybe that's the next next one oh no no the next one's for poster map we're gonna do a poster map oh
0: yeah, yeah that's right that's
1: right there um, yeah uh we yeah we designed a one of the things that's really interesting designing this game has been about designing it, knowing the components of the board game, and right. say like, hey, you can use pieces from the board game to do different things in the in the game, um, uh, in the role playing game. And but then we had people being like, well, what if I don't have the game? And then it was like, oh well, I guess we should think about that. And uh, you know, a map is a big part of what people want uh, for this game experience. It's sure, because Unlike a lot of the role-playing stuff that we've done, our focus is really on um, – there, there's a lot of focus on travel, not a focus truly on exploration. Sure, You're not sure. like, going off into the darkness to find out what happens. But you are like, I need to go to Egan's End to uh, get some soldiers. Yeah. So,
0: I love it. I love it. Yeah, I, I love the fact that, you, that you've made this RPG – it looks like – the board game like it, it has a very like like you're not just going okay we want to make an RPG just based on this lore you actually want to uh, attract board game players of this game to sit down and play this game to, to play this RPG when
1: um we got to play it uh, in early beta tests of the game um, of, of the board game and I was just like immediately blown away like I, I was just like I can't believe how good this game is Sure. Uh, and but I was like, I also can't believe how aligned it is with all the things that we were doing at Mesa's. Okay, so and, and it was like, you know, I you know, we sketched out some notes and I showed one of the designers, uh, Brian Neff, and he was like, Oh, yeah. great, by the
0: way, uh, Brian's great. Uh,
1: uh, and then it was like, we should really, you know, talk to Brian, you know, we should talk to um, Rob and Justin, um. And so, uh, like, the first meeting that we had, we, like, gave the pitch, and those guys were all just like, yep, sounds great. Let's do it. We want to play it, you know? Um, uh, So we've been in in lockstep with them the whole time, Um, uh, which has been great for us because um, we're trying to make it look and feel like that game. You know, trying to make it – it's not – an extension of the game. Cause like the board game it exists in its own space. You don't need the board game. Sure. You don't need the app. You don't need the tower, yeah. um, but if you have those things it just helps, right? You can do cool stuff with it, right? Sure. If you have already bought the giant box of minis, why not put them on the board? Um, uh, one of the fav- my favorite things has been watching the fan boards for, Return to Dark Tower, the board game, and all these people getting their minis and painting them, which is yep. something I can't do. Uh, so I love watching when other people are like doing these awesome stuff. And there's like people doing three D prints and just oh, doing yeah, a lot of really cool stuff out. Um, there's
0: there's a great community for this. So, so I, as soon as you announced that uh, you were doing this, I was like, oh, that's gonna be a big hit for, the, for for you all over there at Ninth Level, just because there's so many people that love this board game and there's so many people that love that like that want more of the lore of this game. So um, that's, that's one thing that I'm, I'm kind of curious of like, you're basically like how much of this, of this world is like set that you had to like incorporate in or is, did you actually get a chance to like, okay, what about this? Is this something that I get to create to, to kind of tie into the board game?
1: We, um, uh, Paul Alexander Butler from Games and Stuff Free RPG Day.
0: Yep, uh, he's night. a
1: huge he's a huge Dark Tower fanboy, and that was his first thing to me. He was like, "So, what can you tell me? What don't I know?" Like, because like if you've played the the new board game, um, it's not like there's like you couldn't just read the book, right? Like all the stuff comes out of the app. Um, so like I do have uh, the background information, um, and there's some really interesting developments that they've done in the world, but the world is really designed to be interfaced with uh, through play. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so uh, instead of doing huge lore books, it's more, here's some cool stuff. And what do you do with it? And I, you know, again, that's part of why I think we were like really drawn into the project. Yep. I mean, besides my own, just, you know, historic love of the, of the game. um, The, uh, uh, You know, there isn't there isn't a playbook that says like, well, here's what the people, here's what the people in the Iron Hoof Mountains eat. Right,
0: right. You know, Um, I I love that because then players can kind of make the world their own. Like your your version of this world is going to be totally different from another. Like. you know from another groups player you know
1: Look, as far we as we are going to like all of the all of the bad guys that exist right. in the board game are going to be available um and there's a you know there's a weird uh, side thing which is it makes all the monsters available for mazes okay which i think it's kind of cool so, so that's pretty uh, neat
0: yeah that's cool
1: uh you know completely just that's just like a a weird bonus um You know, but the adversaries like part and parcel of this game and why it's different than a lot of other uh, role playing games is the fact that it is built on this concept that there is this known adversary that we are working against. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we're working together as a team. And so we've decided to position the game and the rules from this point of view that says you have a year um, and everything we're using that to build towards that idea. The board game has a timer, um, you know. So we're trying to keep that uh, that in play, um, steal. You know, uh, I'm stealing some stuff that's about developing that adversary from one of my favorite role playing games of all time, The Guy in Reach, uh, by Robin Laws. Um, you know, so when you are making uh, an adversary, you can make it communally instead of okay. using one that already exists. Yeah. Um, or someone could just make one and just be like, hey, guys, here's the, this bad guy. But there's something really fun about um, deciding as a group to be like, oh, we want to fight the Bane of Omens, or being like, let's come up and create. Uh, yeah. Create someone together that we're going to fight against, where it, it's allowing the GM MC character, <coughs> excuse me, player, a lot of narrative freedom. Yep, yep. Because they don't need to build a huge amount of lore sure. because we have a structure in place already and that yep. structure is you know you guys need to do all these things in order to stop me right yeah. I, I've taken over the tower uh, uh, you know uh, because th- that's kind of the essential gimmick of the new version of this game which is the tower has lain fallow okay now an evil has returned all right Nice. Okay. We need cool. to stop that. But like every time you play the board game, you, it's a different evil, right? It's not like... Right. Uh, so there is something interesting in this, which is, you know, you're going to play a series of connected adventures um, against a singular enemy. I think it's going to be a really fun experience. And for a lot of people, especially, you know, these days where we're playing a lot more one-shots, yep. Uh, you know, I think people will get a real kick Out of this more campaign-focused, but still contained experience.
0: Sure. Uh, Let's get to some of the chat. Cal says I've played the original uh, board game. Uh, I've seen the new box, but I haven't picked it up. Cal says, uh, "Yeah, I'm I'm backing the RPG. My favorite. Thank you. Uh, The uh, the
1: the original. You know, the original has a a place in my heart. Um." It was such like you 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 said at the beginning. It, it was such a different thing. There wasn't anything. else. Was. but in the fullness of time, you know, it's kind of a uh, it's kind of a pretty basic resource management game, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, the uh, there's been like apps that you could play it on. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, so even if you didn't get the full experience, you no, one's ever going to really have the experience that, you know, like that I had the first time I took it out of the box and put it on the kitchen table. Right. Sure. Sure. Uh, I was a little kid, right. You know, it was monstrous. Like in my, in my imagination, it was six feet tall, you know,
0: sure, sure. You know, the fact that it's like 11 inches, you're like, I
1: don't, I remember this being much bigger,
0: um, so I think, I think dark, it came out in 90, in 81. So I don't think, I think I was still pretty young at that point. I not the, let's see, I would have been five or five years old. So yeah, I don't really have a whole lot of like nostalgia for the, for, nostalgia for the it. yeah. If, yeah. So like, one yeah, of,
1: of our common uh, knife level contributors, uh, Patrick Clapp, who writes a lot of adventures for Mazes, he's one of our big Mazes writers. Yeah, he when we said that we were doing Return to Dark Tower, he he assumed we were talking about, uh, Stephen King. Stephen, yeah, yeah, and uh, I was like, no, 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 the board game, and he was like, what board game? And it's like, oh, right, you're just a couple years younger than me, so it's not a huge big deal to you. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I stood in a kiddie city as an eight year old, and like saw it on the, saw it on the shelves, you know, and and you know was like that is all i want i
0: want that sure
1: i want that thing
0: uh yeah 1981 it was a long time ago it Um, was right it's like we we were just talking about this on a previous show that like it's funny how like time just goes by and like you nostalgia is so funny for like certain age groups like for us it's like the 80s but like for kids these days, it's like the 2000s. Like that, like in the 2000s, just seems like it was just like a, a few years ago. Yesterday. Right.
1: Yesterday. Yeah. All these kids that have, uh, that are like really into what, what, what's fun is here we have Return of Dark Tower coming out now. Right. Um, because the nostalgia for it isn't from the 80s. The nostalgia for it is from the late 90s, early 2000s. Right. Because of when the... people were like, oh my God, do you remember this game? Yep. Right. Uh, and that's really where the nostalgia is which is which is kind of strange um but the uh as part of the like the the, the like nostalgia things like we're, we're touching a little bit but the new game itself is taking the things that were really cool about the original and making their own game out of it and the game is so tight it's so yeah. good it's such a great cooperative board game experience you know my hats uh all my hats are off to uh, the team that brought that game out, and
0: uh, I'm yeah, no, really- I've heard nothing but really great things about it. And people that love the original game say that this is just this is the experience that they were hoping like for for, for years. The uh,
1: it, it's it's the experience that was in your head, right? Playing the original in 1981, you know, yep. Um, yep it's kind of like a really good example of this is it's like dr who okay right so like if you watch dr who in 1981 as opposed to watching dr who in 2021 uh it's it's so different Yep. yeah but it's about the feeling and what was going on in your head uh that's the important part right sure. like so uh i was watching dr who in 1981 and uh I was also blocking into in 2021. And so I get I get both. I get both sides. Nice. Um uh, uh, and so with the role-playing game, what we're trying to do is take a lot of the things we've learned from mazes mm-hmm.
0: uh,
1: and be like in mazes, we're like what we want to do is we want to get to this heart of the you go into a dungeon, you have an adventure, and it's over, right? And so this was like, okay, the experience that we want is more of the epic fantasy novel where you have all of these different activities. And what we're going to do is we want to streamline and get rid of the friction. Mm-hmm. So you can build this story and you can mechanically control
0: th-
1: this classic tale of the epic, which is, you know, we're going to put the band together and we're going to take out the bad guy.
0: Nice. Right? So, love it. I love it. Um, I'm going to just put up on the screen here uh, what, uh, what the components kind of look like. Uh, you've got a uh, hardcover book, We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the, the player tower and dice roller. Uh, you've got an adversary screen, character sheets, dice, and tokens. That's uh, if everybody wants the full line. That's everything. And that, again, like I said, props to you for, for making it look like you're actually playing the, the board game. Because I think people are going to love that. Um, yeah. Yeah, That's the that's the
1: feeling that we want. We want when people see it, you know, to be yep. like, oh. Wait, are you playing board game or the role playing game?
0: Right. Yeah, that's exactly. I, right. I love that. Um, let's talk a little bit about the hardcover book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is. How long has this been? This is something that, that I think you kind of teased this when Mazes ended, right? Isn't that that kind of? Yeah, we the, actually did it. We
1: um when we were doing the Mazes uh, hardcover, this was like a this was like our tease, right? Like to be like, hey guys, um, this is our next project, and so we've been working on it for a while. Um. The actual book itself uh, is mm-hmm. going to be structured like an old school, circa nineteen eighty one, Advanced Dungeons nice.
0: book. Okay, um, uh,
1: you know, so we're doing the eight 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 and three quarters by eleven and a quarter, yeah, style. But this is gonna be it's gonna be full color throughout, glossy. Uh, we've already unlocked uh, a ribbon. Uh, we're gonna get gold foil on the front of it. Nice, um, I love it. And it's everything you need to run the game.
0: Um, okay. So you don't need all those other components that, that we show them, but this is, you can run it with just this. It's just all the extra stuff, but just, yeah. just and like the board game
1: in for 25 bucks, you can get the, uh, you can get the PDF and you're yeah. good to go. Nice. Uh, and super rad. There's a thing that we're doing in the campaign that, that, that I think is worth, uh, it is so worth it. Uh, yeah. we, we worked a deal, um, roll 20 came to us and was like, Hey, we believe in this project a lot. Can we can we, can we work out a deal? Right. And, uh, so literally if you back at any level, you get the Roll 20 module for free.
0: So I love this. So, so I get to, ch- I get a chance to talk with the, uh, uh, some, of the, uh, with some of the role 20 team at ACD, game, ACD oh, okay. games, games day. And we were talking about this and we were talking about how, you know, how super smart it is to partner up with publishers and offer this kind of thing because not only does it ha- add value to your Kickstarter, but it also adds value to their platform, and it brings brings users and people. It gives a users of their con a, 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 users of their of their platform more content, and b. It brings in new new users, and we all know like user acquisition just just as a business, someone like that. User to... acquisition is yeah. their
1: goal, like that's their strategic goal. Yeah. Um. And 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 so it's projects like Return of Dark Tower, where they're like, this is an interesting project. It's out there, and it's going to appeal to a lot of our core customers, but yep. it's also going to appeal to people that maybe haven't made that jump to roll twenty. So
0: absolutely, um, absolutely. No, yeah. I I uh, totally uh, I totally get why they would hop on this one with with you because uh, so that's super yeah, smart. We have other, cold, both, some other both
1: cool, some other stuff with them planned in the works. Nice. Uh, we'll see what happens. But um, you know, again, so like you know, even if you just got the PDF, you're getting the Roll Twenty module, and that's everything that you need to play. Everything else is just uh, Flash and Chrome. Yep. Um, but why do why do we do this if it's not for the Flash and the Chrome? Absolutely. I mean, uh, you're gonna paint minis like for the. For the people that are like, oh, I'm, I'm going to paint all of these things. What else? What, what more do you have for me, Mister O'Neill? <laughs> the uh,
0: uh,
1: yeah, we sat down and we were like, all right. So we're working in this more board gamey space, right? What else mm-hmm. could we do? So I mean, it's the uh, uh, the the adversary screen is a pretty basic piece of technology for role playing games. Uh, it's a little more elaborate just because um, uh, at the scale that we're talking about doing for the game. So we were like, even against mazes, like mazes is pretty, uh, you know, it's pretty thin. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, it's going to be thicker. Yes. We're going to do some like cool cutouts and stuff. Very cool. Um, but we were like, oh, that's really cool. And then we started to come up with this idea for what we call the player tower. So, oh, yeah,
0: let me, yeah, uh, let me show. Fo- I, I'll go ahead and explain. I'll, I'll put it on the screen as well. All right.
1: The, uh, the thing with the player tower is what we realized is we wanted a focus on the table similar to the dark tower uh, component that exists in the board game. And so, in the board game, we have this big plastic tower. Um, uh, and we were like, hey, what if we made a tower uh, and we put all of the pertinent information on the tower, like on the outside of the tower, so that it would be like the inside of the adversary screen, the inside of the GM screen, mm-hmm, but required, mm-hmm. because a polymorph game doesn't require a huge amount of information, but there are some things that you need to have access to. So, Um, the, 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 that got us into this idea that it was like, well, if we're going to make a tower, we might as well make a dice roller. Sure. Um, And then we were like, okay, well, what if we made it into this telescoping box? Um, and so we've been working on some things. And my favorite part is there's a little magnet that they stick in between and you can literally pick the whole thing up because they're super strong magnets. And this is an early prototype. We haven't gotten all the pieces, uh, worked out, but, uh, the idea is, is it's a dice roller that has all the information on the outside. It all fits in the box. And then inside the box, there are eight polyhedral dice, everything you need to play the game. Yep. A deck of cards um, that has all of the pertinent things that you might want to do in the game. And then it has the actual same tokens that exist in the board game, but designed for the uh, the role-playing game. So sure. you can just use the same token. So again, it's the same look and the same feel. Love it. Uh, and uh, you know, we went to our our manufacturer because we've done you know a bunch of board game stuff, and they were like, "Yeah, we could do that." I'm like, "All right, well, let's 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 start the de- designing, let's start developing." Uh, and I don't think anyone's ever really made anything like this for a role playing game.
0: No, no, and it's it's super on brand for this. Like, I, kudos to you for like, like thinking something like a that's going to work for your rpg and b that just fits with the theme like i i love it when people are creative like this and like hey you know what would be super cool like let's like this is what it's known for let's figure out how a way to make this part of our. our, it's like our literally world. a
1: piece of paper that i like fold it one day and like cut with a pair of scissors because i was like i wonder if this would hmm, that does stand that that would be interesting i could throw some dice in that uh, and then I was like, oh, well, you know, we could put some information on it, you know, and mm-hmm. oh, oh, but what if it was a dice roller? And then I started, you know, and then it was like, by that point, we were, we were, you know, completely off the rails. Uh, but it works. Uh, like, it's so great. Like, it's just
0: little things. Like. I don't know. I, I love the fact that people get creative and, and you're one of, you know, you, you, I've known you for a few years and, and and like you're definitely one of those folks that just loves to think and come up with ideas. And, and uh, so your, your whole is team is as well. But uh,
1: anyway. my brain's definitely crazy. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I have a team that lets that likes to just like ride that monster. It's good. You know? It's good.
0: Right. Like yeah. I love I love it when people think outside the box and like they're like, hey, this isn't this isn't what's usually done. Let's do something different. And I I love it when people do that. I I mean for me,
1: like the idea, like uh, even an early earlier version of Polymorph was literally all card driven. Yeah. Um, because it was like one of the things that I'm trying to get in the tabletop experience is getting away from looking in the book. Right. I don't want to stop the I don't want to stop the game to find a role. Right. Uh and one of the things that's super interesting about the board game is that since it's driven by the app, you don't have to look anything up. It tells yep. you. Yep. And then, like, if you're like, but where is that thing? You push a little button. It's like, here's where you can find it. Or here are those rules. And I was, like, I was trying to, like, how do we develop that in, in the role playing game? That's where we got to this idea. Um, I love it.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, and I, I can kind of see it maybe being a thing that other people would want to do.
0: Yeah, like future. Oh, like I that. totally can. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Right, it's it, it's
1: it's like flipping the the GM screen the other direction. Is yep. is, is how I keep thinking about it. I
0: I, so. I think it's I think it's super cool, super neat, and uh, I like you said, I do I wouldn't be surprised to see more people. Uh,
1: we haven't announced this yet, but one of the stretch goals that we have planned. Um, Soon is to upgrade the polyhedral dice that will be in the kit okay. to custom
0: dice. To custom dice, okay.
1: Yeah, so the dice that'll have like really cool, uh, you know, excellent, uh, really cool art on them. So,
0: all right, all right.
1: Um, well, we've had sure this some experiences cool. with dice that are less than stellar. Yeah, uh, but we're working with a board game manufacturer for this, so it's all it's all connected. So we feel uh, we feel very confident that we can do it this time.
0: Nice. Um, nice.
1: And uh, hopefully we are gonna get to that stretch goal and we can do the custom dice as well. Cause I think it's just gonna add a lot of value, you know, to this box. And then the whole idea is that it all folds together and it's everything yep. you need to play the game. You just pick it up and take it away. Cause there'll also be a um uh character sheets. Yeah, character sheets will be in
0: the box. Let's let's take a look at the I I have the uh the slides for the character sheets. Let's take a look at the character sheets.
1: So these are the prototypes. So uh, uh, on the left-hand side, what we have here is uh, our resolver. And uh, it's very similar to what we have in mazes. We've just changed a couple of things so that they match exactly um, to what is said in Dark Tower. These are actually the Dark Tower's glyphs. These, These logos are what light up on the outside of the Dark Tower itself. Right, right. Like, we didn't even have to change anything. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, uh, but I think one of the things that's probably most unique about this game is the fact that you make two characters. You make a hero, yep. and you make a companion. So okay. the companion is exactly like a mesa's character. You have uh, a class. You have a role. Um, you have a number of hearts, you have a number of... In, in this game, we don't call them stars, they're called spirit, because mm-hmm. that's the terminology of the Dark Tower. And you have some edges. And in this game, the idea is, is that you have a companion character, and that secondary companion character allows you to adventure anywhere in the world with any of the heroes, so you don't have to stay together. Okay. Because in the epic story, you know, Sam and Frodo have to go off the Mordor... Sure, uh, and everyone else has to go to to Rohan, right? Like, and that's right. uh, that's the kind of stories that we're telling here. Now, the hero character has all that same piece that the companion has, but then they also have another ability, which is called a force. So they have a abstracted out like force of some uh, retainers, so either soldiers or. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, you have Pegasuses, you know, a herd of unicorns, or you have a, a, a battalion of knights, um, or you have a thieves guild. And when the game is being played at the force level, mm-hmm. uh, instead of losing hit points, instead of losing hearts, you lose forces. Oh, okay. So I can actually have a combat that is my army versus your army or, you know, my squad versus your squad. Uh, And I make a roll the same way I would in mazes. But instead of losing, you know, you lose two hearts. It's like, oh, you lose two soldiers. Um, Now, the other side of that coin that's really kind of interesting is that uh, that focus shift between the levels also gives us this ability, even when we're at the interpersonal level, to use the forces as how we succeed in activities. All right. So I am a I am an archer, and I have this squad of bowmen with me. And I roll reinforce on my resolution. I can choose to resolve it because one of my men saved the day. Right. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, we just did a, an actual play. On uh plus one XP, and like that, that came into play to, in like, a really fun way, Like that was really, was really neat. So, nice. the idea is that you have this you're going to create a hero, um, you're going to create a companion. The companion is just a maze's character, the hero is just a maze's character with this extra level, sure, as you go up and down, but at the same time, the, the adversary, the MC character, or the MC mm-hmm. player. They have their own character sheet because the game itself, so one, they have a number of forces, and these forces align to the creatures that exist in the board game. Okay, yeah. Or you could pull stuff out of the Maze's book, and you can use the Maze's book to take any OSR piece and convert a monster into a force. Awesome, okay. Uh, And all that information's here in front of you. The big part of the adversary, though, is what we call seals. So the core of this character sheet are these uh, these pieces that are each one of them uh, is a statement of something we're going to do. And then to the right, you see there's a little uh, torch and there's a little uh, resource clock. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when the players take actions um, that are out of game actions... Uh, to do things like travel or recruit or do those things, it's giving the adversary the ability to fill in their clocks. All right. Okay. Whereas the, as the players become aware of the clocks, the adversary is also telling them how to stop them. Mm -hmm. So I could, I could have a seal and the seal is recruit the evil Djinn from the Djinn mountains. Uh, and the thing is is, uh, what the players don't know is if I have filled in any of the resource clock before. Gotcha. They right. know that that's a thing. They've, they've gained some evidence or some information in the game that that is a, a one of the things that they could do to stop the adversary's power. But then right. the adversary is gonna fill that in as they do things. So the game is split into like kind of a three-point section. Um, you know, where you're gonna run a you're gonna play an adventure that could either be a dungeon that's like a mazes like adventure,
0: sure,
1: uh, or it could be a political piece or it could be some other, you know, we're gonna go uh uh we're gonna go to this region so that we can, you know, settle something. Or I could be going to a place to try to stop one of your seals. Um and all of that is us the players trying to build their forces up, the advent and, and trying to make decisions between gaining resources and stopping seals till we get to the end game. And then everything that I have left, it's then you know my forces versus your forces, uh, you know, which we're gonna handle at a different kind of level. So nice. Uh some of that's still in the development phase, but um you know, the um All of our playtest right now and all the stuff that we're doing for it is really really fun. Excellent, excellent. Uh, And and conceptually, it feels very old school while being
0: very very modern. Um, Dustin in the chat says, "So excited for this game and compatible with mazes." Be still, my heart. (laughs) That's that's awesome, Dustin. The uh, uh,
1: yeah, I'm 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 really excited to, to to get this. We're gonna. Um, we're actually. I, I said this earlier. Uh, the, the team at restoration was immediately like, Yeah, we want to play this game. Uh, so the week after Origin, mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna do a live game where I run it for the team at restoration games. Oh, that's
0: cool! Excellent. It'll be the
1: first time they get to play it, so nice. Uh, I'm sure Justin will just be like, No, that's wrong. No, that's wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh you know a a big, a big thing for me is trying to um i'm sure Doug, i'm sure you've played uh, blades in the dark
0: yep yep
1: right? blades Blade, blades has that uh that resource clock mechanic down right um and and so it's like trying to take that tech and say like how do we use that in a way that's just very easy very narrative for someone you know blades is a game that requires that you kind of be a you need a lot of role-playing skills to, to truly make that game sing. Right. Uh, uh you know, and I'm so I'm trying to we're trying to make that stuff a little more accessible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh in in this, because uh I would like one of the things that I try to do when we design a game is to think about what I want to hear people say. Sure. Uh and like with mazes, one of the things that we want to hear people to say was like this this feels like what I thought Dungeons and Dragons was going to feel like, like especially for new players. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I want to hear from this is I, I was always afraid of running a game, and this gave me the structure to do it. Like so, I hope that this, the adversary structures, which is less game mastery and more a different kind of player, right? Right. Um, yep. People an opportunity and an interest, and some structure, um, so that they feel they feel confident that they can run the game. Uh, that that that's what I would most like to
0: hear out of this. That and oh, it's super awesome. Here's some money. Uh, <laughs> Im- imagine playing business wizards with this. LOL. Uh
1: yeah, dark uh dark yeah. tower uh dark tower and LLC. Yeah. Um, I, we could probably make that happen. That's a, we probably good. Yeah, that
0: that's would that's be fun. hilarious. I'm hilarious. not going to do it, but uh, uh, Nat and Pat might. Sure. Oh, that's too funny. Um, so you said that the, 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 some of the game is still in development. How much do you, would you say is, is in development? How much more do you have to go? You really, think, just, with that, just that end game
1: stuff. Okay. Everything else is pretty much together. Um, you know, there's still some writing, especially uh, trying to make it as easy as possible. But I mean, yep. the, the core of the game, all, all the
0: core of the game is completely done. So. Excellent. And uh, I forget to take a look at it, When do you expect it by uh, about, a, about the middle of next year? Is your uh, your turnaround time, or that's what yes, you're, you're hoping to have because, it out right?
1: Because no one can know when it would actually occur, because we live in
0: right. Well, uh, that was another thing that I was going to say. I mean, fingers crossed that it's it's just the world we live in right now. You just Heather, never know Heather, what what's going to cause delays or what's going to there's going to be shortages or whatever. So
1: Heather, our CEO, immediately was just like, "Hey, uh, next summer." Yeah. Just, just we can If we can get it in before then, it'll be amazing. Uh, but we just don't want to make any kind of guarantees
0: with anybody, just because it's. I mean, ultimately, you'd probably want to have it in time for Gen Con and all the those things next year. So yeah, we would that's, love. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, as as a business person, that's that's, I I that would be ideal for you. I'm guessing. Uh, I
1: you know, and I think Restoration Games also thought that way, and then they were like, "Oh yeah, we don't have any. We sold we sold all of our." Uh, Return to Dark <laughs> oh, Tower. Are they? Are they? Are
0: they, are they? They don't have any copies of. Uh... I mean, I, I don't. I, I would guess that they don't. Ah. Um. We'll see. Dustin Just, says, uh, "You guys always find a way to take my money and deserve every penny." Congrats! Right. So what?
1: Like- uh, that's what I'm here for, Dustin. I'm here to take all of your money.
0: But it's, it it goes to show you like the type of community that you've built around like ninth level games. People like keep coming back. People are excited about your stuff, and you know that's 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 really great to see as as uh, someone that loves to see growth and business and and all that stuff. You we know, have it's a couple
1: good. of different sub communities like right yeah. around within our space, and it's really fun. Um, you know, getting to interact with them in a different way, and um. Uh, the Discord's an interesting place where you know some yep. of the different 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 voices are getting um, coming together. Um, you know, we've been—I personally have been so focused on Mazes. Um, we have a lot of other stuff going on. Um, you know, coming out, and uh, we have some more uh, some more awesome world, uh, more awesome world books coming out. Um, Horseshoe Academy and Nancy Druid. Um, <laughs> very excited for both nice. of. Them nice uh you know uh we have later this year we have venture society uh which is a game for uh you know families to play um that also has been designed so that educators and therapists can use it in in their practice i love that yeah the the team working on it it's actually amazing it's it's heather o'neill uh and then a teacher and two play therapists
0: that's awesome. So, like
1: literally everything's being built up, you know. Um, so so we have all that going on, and then you know, we're not even getting ready to talk about what we're, what we're gonna do next
0: year. So, well, um, you we, we gotta get this Kickstarter all done first. But I'm so glad that uh, that uh, this has been super, access, super successful for you so far. Cal says, This will be my first ninth level. That's that's, I mean. The, the reason, one of the big
1: reasons we did decide to uh, pursue this license hard uh, was that reason. Like that, it, it seemed like the right, you know, feel um, to introduce ourselves to a wider audience.
0: Uh, it, 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 when you said, of course, we all, I mean, I've said this for probably the last year, year plus, that I, I think you're going to see a lot of people start to, and we saw this with we saw this with root where where we we've, we've seen this with zombicide like all these game board games that have huge followings you're starting to see that hey guess what you know maybe we should have another you know maybe we should have another way for these folks to, to play in these worlds that we've created and and doing so is is with rpgs and so when you know i it's not surprising to me that that, that you all are, are making a game, you know, an RPG based on a board game, because I think that that's something that the, that the market's just kind of trending towards to begin with. But when you said Return to Dark Tower, I'm like, yep, that makes, like, it just it just makes, like, for, like, out of all the board games, it just like, yep, okay, yep, that yeah, makes yep. sense. I, that, that seems like a perfect fit.
1: Yeah, when I heard that they were doing that board game, um, Brian gave me a poster, and it's on my wall. Like literally the the only thing that's on my wall, there's like an event advanced Dungeons of dragons comic book and the dark tower poster. That's what's over here. Nice. Um, uh, you know, and then all of this is star Wars bullshit. So, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, so dark towers, you know, near and dear to my heart and, um, the opportunity to work in the property, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's humbling that people are excited and interested. People like Cal are like, Oh, I'm, I'm in. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know your games, but that's okay. Everything you're saying sounds great. I'm in.
0: That's cool. Um, yeah. No, I mean, that's as, as a creator and as, you know, someone that, that publishes games and that, you know, is behind that force, like that's got to be really rewarding and makes you feel like, you know, Hey, thank you. You know, I don't know. I just, I, I think that that, that would just be, A treat for me. Just it 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 is quite it is quite humbling. Like,
1: uh, uh, I I have a little bit of that feeling that you know that like Dave Filoni might have. Sure. Oh, just I get to play with this. This is a thing I get to play with. I get to make that choice. Oh, that's that's
0: eleven year old me would be very very proud of me. Right. Right. Uh, Um, So. Let's talk a little bit about the. Uh, we've got a, a little little bit of time left. Uh, let's talk about the the pledge levels. You said the twenty five dollar uh, pledge level is going to give you the the PDF and the Roll Twenty module, which again, super. You, the book's with over two hundred fifty pages, and then of course the roll module, the Roll Twenty module is uh, you know a, a value in itself. So for twenty five dollars, you get a great great deal. Fifty dollars for the uh, for the hardcover, and, and uh, the module. Yep, yeah, that's uh, again another great. Uh, You can
1: buy the other stuff on add-ons, but we have just the all-in package where you get to cover the module, the player tower, and the adversary screen. Uh, And the – it is a very popular level.
0: Yep. I mean, the value is there for $125, to be honest with you. I mean, that's that's, –
1: You know, I started out in the role-playing space selling five dollar zines. So for every time I see $125, part of my brain, like my left eye twitches, like what what what? You well, know? it's
0: it's funny because like we I was just we were talking about this on a show a couple weeks ago about how you know how you know no let's let's say what it is like in this tabletop business, people aren't making money hand over fist. Like we're we're there's a lot of companies that are basically breaking even. Or making just a little bit to scrape by and pay the bills. If if they're breaking even. Right. right. You know, so like $125, it, like that's kind of the norm at this point, just because of the cost of everything's gone up, and like, you know, it's like okay, cost, it's
1: not cost or Like a fifty dollar a fifty dollar hardcover is like that's actually pretty okay. Yeah. A lot of them are 60.
0: <laughs> yep. Um and, and I just
1: remember a I lot remember of our like, books are fifteen dollars, so uh, a fifty dollars book is 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 uh, a, a jump. But
0: sure, uh, do you, do you do you anticipate it to stay fifty dollars even at retail? Yeah, like is this is going to be the? Yeah. We uh, again, we've
1: been doing this. Uh, we've been doing this a long time, sure, uh, and we have made mistakes, and we have learned from those mistakes. And we have a pretty solid understanding of what, um. You know, the, the, the biggest thing is, is occasionally we'll do a project and we'll be like, we don't know if this project has legs to get us into distribution. Um, what we'll never do is be like, we're going to make this product at a point price point that would make it so that we can't get into distribution. What we might not do is go into distribution because we won't make enough on it. Right. And then that's just the Kickstarter price and it's over. So. Um uh you know a $50 price point for this book is is us being like we could produce this and sustain it for sure. it to go into distribution.
0: So um and obviously is... we expect
1: this to go into distribution. We're not we're, we're not worried about this one.
0: Right, right. Um, and then I, I love the fact that you've got a, a retailer pledge which gives you uh three copies for $75. And our uh, big
1: thing to retailers and any retailers listening is uh we that all what that pledge really does is get you the ability to order from us with a $75 credit, right? Because, yeah. um, and then if you don't do anything, you just get three copies of the book. If you decide later you want 12 copies Tuck or you want to buy the, the fire towers and a bunch of other stuff, that's fine, whatever you want to do, right? You know, um, sure. yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll work that out, um. we have enough friends um, that we get to hear that are in the retail space and they're different kinds of people, you know, they own big stores, they own game cafes, they own, you know, uh, storefronts or whatever it is, you know, and everybody has a different need for what they want. But at the end of the day, I think that Return of Dark Tower, the RPG, sitting next to the board game with the player tower and, you know, the other pieces on a shelf going to be a really exciting thing that people are like oh and if you like one you're going to come back and you're going to get the other one right? Sure. Um, yeah. Which right? I think again was part of restorations like yeah we we want a role-playing game we want you to make the role-playing game we want to play it and we we see that someone could play that and be like oh well I should go buy that board game I like that
0: um yeah, I mean, it's just gonna—it's gonna go hand in hand, you know. People that love the board game will play the RPG, and people that love the RPG should go down and track down the, the the board game. I, I think it's—it's it's just a great, you know, uh, collaboration between the between the two of you. I think it's, you know. Um, let me just see if there's any more comments in the chat. Kel says I had to add the coin too. Lol. <laughs> Uh, I'll let our local store know about the Kickstarter. Excellent, and I, I like the fact that it's like seventy five dollars for a store. Like that's one of the big things with with stores is like they're like, oh, I don't like to put up a whole bunch of money, you know, and and have it sit out there for you know seventy five dollars isn't isn't that bad? Like it's it, you know,
1: I, I we would love to do like, hey, uh, give us a dollar, uh, you know, and right, uh, but the, the 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 problem with that, uh, especially from a retail perspective, is it's not helping us figure out what the actual need is. Um, But so a little bit of skin in the game, uh, no. you know, and then if you come back to me and you say, oh, I want 24 copies, not not going to be an issue, right? You know, yep. not gonna be an issue. Yeah. Nice. Um, what we have is a really weird world where th- how games used to be sold has changed, but also how games used to be distributed has changed. And uh, from a role playing perspective, it's the Wild West right now. Like, you know, right. Uh, there isn't an answer that everybody's happy with, right? Yeah. So I I expect the next two years to be a very interesting time for the sellers, the distributors, and the creators of role playing games.
0: So, okay. Um, uh, let's see. Just read the comment in Kickstarter, and the the stretch goal <laughs> is the map board. Yes.
1: Yes, the uh uh yeah, it's a, a poster a poster a poster map uh that you can put on the board down on the table if uh you don't have the game board or you can put it on your wall. Uh, mm-hmm. If you do have the game board. Love it. Uh yeah, I we just we just started thinking about that and I haven't really figured out what's all going to be on it yet, but it's going to be more than just the game board itself. There'll be uh, uh there'll be some additional use. For the uh, the poster, it just mm-hmm. um, a lot of that use is going to be on the player tower, so I don't want I don't want them to uh, counteract each other.
0: Sure, sure, yeah, that makes sense. <sighs> well, we're we're uh, almost out of time, Chris. Where, where else are you going to be this this year? You, you're going to be at Origins. We we talked about that before. We're gonna be at Origins.
1: Um, uh, we're going to be running um, lots of games there. Nice. Uh, uh, including a mazes event called Mazes Till Midnight, um, which is uh, the name of the adventure is The Prophecy of the Blacklight Archive, uh, and we're going to have black lights and synth rock. Uh, wow. It's going to be super rad. Um, we are going to be at Gen Con. Gen Con, excellent. We will be at Gen Con. We are doing mazes at midnight at Gen Oh, Con. at
0: Gen Con as well?
1: We're doing the same event, but we're doing it at midnight. We literally be at midnight on
0: Saturday. I think Oh my God, Chris, yeah. you you're gonna be so wiped out by the time that. Um Yeah, like, I, I, know, I I'm, not a, I'm not a young man. I don't I know just, why I'm doing this. yeah. I, I I think about Gen Con and like I remember how crazy it was and like like Pax Unplugged, at least in origins, were kinda a little more laid back. I'm just thinking, like, oh my god, I can't imagine doing like an event at midnight, and then like just having to run it, and then having to get up in the morning and like run a full day. But hey, more power to you, my my guy. That's
1: the uh, so we're doing that. We're doing. Uh, we're also going to do some Return to Dark Tower stuff there. Um, nice, uh, kind of quietly on the outside. Uh, okay. Uh, and our good buddy Yeet might be at Gen Con. Our nice. uh, our puppet friend.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: He's supposed to be playing in a game uh, on Gen Con, live on Gen, Gen Con TV. So. Nice. Nice. Uh, and uh, then, of course, we'll be at PAX Unplugged uh, in the fall. Uh, and I I'm, we're hoping to be at Game Home. Excellent. Excellent. Um, and we're going to be at ALA, which is the American Library Association. Oh, interesting. Um, we've done that show before. It's very, it's different. Nice, uh, but trying to get uh, uh, libraries to stock and carry um, games and, and role playing games, um, and and give them more ways to interact with the with the
0: public. That's very cool. I love it. So those are our
1: big ones. Those are our big ones.
0: Excellent. Um, if folks would like to know more about Ninth Level and and, and you, can reach, you, you can
1: find us on all of the socials at. 9th level, ninth level games. So it's at 9level.com and everything else is at ninth level games. So on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, everything. Um you can find me personally at all hail king torque on the Twitter. Um, you can always find me on Facebook, and you can always find me uh through the Discord. So we have a Discord um, you can. It's easy. The easiest way to get to it is just to go to our website, and there's a big Discord link, or go to the Kickstarter for Return of Dark Tower, the role-playing game, uh, and there's all that information is in, in,
0: embedded. And, and you're doing some AMAs uh, during, on the Discord on the Discord while the Kickstarter is going on. For uh, we AMAs. have an AMA
1: tomorrow on the Discord. Nice. We have an AMA on Monday as well. So we're going to talk about some different uh, different topics um, there on the Discord, and then we will be back. Uh, after origins um we'll do two more uh including the uh the live game with our friends from restoration um as they get we get to experience firsthand um how much we've messed up their game so
0: <laughs> no i'm sure they're, they're gonna love it and uh i'm excited is that so, that's something you're gonna be like putting out so the folks that aren't at org yeah
1: it'll be it'll it'll, it'll, it'll be well we're gonna it'll we're gonna live stream uh, i i th- think we're gonna do it live on YouTube
0: Okay.
1: Okay. so very
0: cool we'll have to to check that out uh,
1: it should be super fun it should be super fun Um, uh, Rob and Justin are super uh, great guys and Noah and Brian are um, Brian's one of my best friends and and, uh, uh, Noah's super a super sweet guy so um, watching these guys you know bash heads uh, is gonna be super fun So I've gotten to play a lot of their games.
0: um, So I'm excited for them to play one of mine. That's very cool. That's awesome. All right, folks, I'm going to remind you that if you enjoyed anything that uh, we talked about tonight, uh, hit that like button and check out the Kickstarter link in the description here uh, because uh, you've got a few days... To go, you've got a few days. Uh, if you're watching this after the fact, they're, they're probably you're gonna do some sort of pledge manager, so folks may, might be able to pack back after the fact, hopefully. Yeah, we
1: are. Uh, uh, all of our stuff's always available on Backer Kit. Um, you know, uh, we're big, big fans of the Backer Kit people, uh, and the Backer Kit uh, ecosystem. Uh, and it's been very easy, and so um, uh, there's nothing standing uh, between anyone in this game now, other than just waiting for it. So
0: Excellent. Excellent.
1: instead of us being like, you can't have it because they won't ship the truck to me or the boat is lost at sea, uh, which is what I feel everything else. Of.
0: Oh man. Yeah. We've heard, we've had some horror stories uh, over the last couple of years that, uh, yeah, I can't, I'd be glad Try I'm not to explain in the people
1: like, just like every day, you know, Uh, you know, civilians in this space being like, I don't think you realize when we say that there's a paper shortage, there's like literally a paper shortage. There's there's
0: not enough paper to make books. There are literally like publishers that are just buying a paper and storing it because they have projects that they need to put out later on this year.
1: We heard a story about a major comic book publisher being being told, would you like to print book A or book B? Because we don't have enough stuff to do both
0: oh my god
1: you know like and 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 you know we're talking about like you know books that come out week to week right yeah you know? it's crazy it's crazy. crazy
0: all right folks that's gonna do it for this session thank you so much chris for joining us yet again enough, always we'll good time to- buddy to- I love 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 talking with you it's love hanging out such a pleasure to uh to chat with you and, and heather and, and the team at ninth level and and uh big fan of what what y'all are doing over there and and uh much much success on this Kickstarter and, and everything. Please come back again for uh, for any projects that you have uh, in the future. We'll, we'll be glad to uh, glad to let other people know, let more people know about it. All right, that's gonna do it. We will see you all next time. Thanks for joining us and remember, winning shouldn't be the only victory condition when you get to the table. See you next time. Bye now.